Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on Queen of the Con. Florida is a, is a sunny place for shady people. Shady people like Danielle Miller, who charges up $7,000 for a three-week stay at a Miami Beach hotel using stolen credit cards, and then heads north to Sarasota, Florida. We could tell that she was picking her routes and using the identities that she had consumed in different locations throughout Florida. Over the course of three days in Sarasota, Danielle impersonates a bunch of people whose identities she procures from data breaches, and then shows up at several banks masquerading as those very people, and withdraws nearly $100,000 in cash from their bank accounts. And to me, that's not a con artist. That's somebody that just is a straight up predator. But Miami prosecutors actually let Danielle Miller off the hook for using stolen credit cards. I got to tell you, like right now in South Florida, the resources for prosecution are thin. But Sarasota's resources are robust, and they're not letting this crafty con artist get away. The sheriff here is very good about understanding what we need as a law enforcement and allowing us to do what we need to do.
I'm Jonathan Walton, and this is Queen of the Con, The Rich Girl, Episode 6, The Score Sheet. How long does Daniel Miller spend in jail in Sarasota awaiting trial for these charges? So the first arrest, she was only in jail, I think, three days total because she bonded out and she was able to get back to Miami. But the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office continues examining all the cell phones they confiscate from Danielle Miller when they arrest her at Chase Bank, impersonating a woman named Erica Beers while trying to withdraw $8,000 in cash from her account. And based on all the additional evidence they find on those cell phones, they file more charges and arrest Danielle again. When I put the second warrant out for her, she came back to Sarasota, and I think she was in at that point for about a month, month and a half. And then eventually, she was also given a lower bond, and she bonded out again. That's the part about criminals, right? Like, like most people don't realize is that when they're making these kind of scams and they're collecting this kind of money, for them to pay for a bond, it's like... No big deal. No big deal. But what the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office doesn't know yet is that when Danielle gets back to Miami in late 2020, she rents a condo downtown and starts scamming the federal government out of hundreds of thousands of dollars in COVID relief cash, using her Sarasota scamming techniques of pretending to be other people. She was arrested from the federal side by Homeland Security for committing small business account loans and obtaining money illegally that way because she used people's information to obtain the loans. Yeah, that's the federal case currently against her now, where she's under house arrest in New York. And shockingly, it's one of the most permissive house arrests I've ever seen. Danielle is still posting daily on Instagram pictures and videos of herself wearing her ankle monitor, going to clubs and restaurants, going to art galleries, and having a grand old time. Louboutins are literally the most uncomfortable shoes ever. I'm posting screen grabs of Danielle's exploits at Queen of the Con on Instagram so you can see for yourself. She also has a camera crew following her around town for a documentary she's supposedly making, all while under house arrest. So what's the status now on the Danielle Miller case in Sarasota, Florida? You're not letting her go. Oh, no, no. We're, we're prosecuting. The state attorney's office is moving forward with prosecution. She's looking at a first-degree felony, which has minimum mandatories of 10 years. All the victims want to have their moment in court because obviously they've been victimized. And again, people don't realize the amount of money and time that goes into fixing your credit, fixing your history. Once you get compromised, it just takes time to clean it all up again. It could be years. I mean, to this day, there's people that were compromised three years ago, and they're like, they're still battling it out because information, once it's out there, it's out there. But at this point, the federal case takes precedence over the Sarasota case. And according to the latest court records from the federal side, it appears that Danielle might plead guilty for scamming the feds out of hundreds of thousands in COVID cash. If she pleads guilty in the federal case, does that free her up to come appear in Sarasota and go to trial for the charges you guys have against her? So the cases are separate. So yes, it would. Once she's sentenced federally, our charges would be next in line. And then she would be brought back down to Florida to answer to these charges. 
Right now, the Sarasota charges against Danielle are a third-degree felony of fraudulent use of personal identification information and a first-degree felony of fraudulent use of identification of 20 to 30 others without their consent. Based on the research I've done in all the court cases, it sounds like there are hundreds of victims, hundreds of people she's ripped off. Yes. Wow. Then, weeks later, in early September of 2022, that Sarasota case takes a sudden turn. Danielle's attorney tells the court that now she wants to cop a plea to that third-degree felony charge. So she boards a plane and flies from New York to Sarasota to face a Florida judge for sentencing. All right, court me. I'm Thomas Green. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. It's 10 a.m. on Friday, September 23rd, 2022, at the Sarasota Judicial Center, a modern 11-story building surrounded by meticulously manicured gardens. Rows of palm trees dotting the walkway into the courthouse sway in the Florida breeze. That breeze is a troubling sign of things to come. Daniel Miller walks into the courtroom dressed conservatively in a long-sleeve, buttoned-up beige-green blouse and high-waisted khaki pants. I'm posting a video clip of her walking into court with her attorney at Queen of the Con on Instagram so you can see she looks nothing like she normally does. And I suspect that's the plan. Judge Thomas Krug could sentence Danielle to up to five years in jail today or let her off with probation. She needs to look responsible and contrite. She needs to convince the judge she's worthy of leniency. And so far, it seems like she's pulling it off. The judge sees her sitting there and greets her warmly. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You don't have lawyers. Is your lawyer out in the hallway? Mm -hmm. Okay. Danielle has already pled no contest to one third-degree felony count of fraudulent use of personal identification. At this sentencing hearing, the judge is supposed to take all the facts of the case into account and then pronounce sentence. But that's not how things are going to go today. This is State of Florida v. Danielle Miller, case number 2020, CF5403, identified as co-defendant 2. I accepted a plea of no contest, deferred all sentencing for today. A no contest plea is similar to a guilty plea, and it results in a conviction, sparing the court the expense of a costly trial. So it usually makes a judge go easier on a defendant. But out of the gate, there's trouble when the judge asks Danielle's attorney, Any objection to the legal accuracy of the score sheet? Yes, I will object to the accuracy of the score sheet. I believe that there's a couple things that are not correct or are fine. So a score sheet is a list of Florida criminal punishment codes based on a defendant's criminal history. The higher the score, presumably the higher the sentence, but it's still up to the judge's discretion. And Daniel Miller's attorney is seizing on an opportunity to create doubt in the judge's mind as to whether or not she was actually convicted in that New York spa case, which adds precipitously to her score sheet. I mean, you heard the previous episodes of this podcast. We all know she was convicted in that New York spa case, and she served time at Rikers for it. But because her social security number and her date of birth 
are not printed on the records submitted to the Sarasota court for that case, her attorney is implying the Danielle Miller in that New York spa case is not the same Danielle Miller sitting in the courtroom today. <laughs> yep, this is really happening. So the judge asks, I'm going to look at it just to see if there's sufficient evidence to establish that it's this Danielle Miller who sure. was convicted of a fraudulent use of ID charge out of New York. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. 
Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm looking at a document. People of the state of New York be Daniel Miller. Name is spelt the same way. Right, it references a assistant state attorney, Samantha Latrente. It's dated January of 2019, so I have an time frame 2019 at a New York with someone with the same name related to a grand jury. Still looking for anything like a date of birth, social security number, something that can identify we're talking about the same person. This describes the defendant as being a student in California. If you recall, Danielle was a student in California at Pepperdine University and was doing an internship with a New York judge when she was arrested for using stolen credit cards at the Body Factory skincare spa. But the judge doesn't know that, so he asks Sarasota prosecutor Andrew Van Sickle... Do you confirm that it's the same Daniel Miller with the same date of birth? Yeah, absolutely. One, There's no doubt, 1,000%, that it's the same Daniel Miller. I actually spoke to the prosecutor whom she knows, whom she met during a proffer. A proffer refers to the actual face-to-face negotiation of Danielle Miller's guilty plea in the New York spa case. Keep in mind, Danielle knows she was convicted of those charges, and she knows she spent time at Rikers for it. And at any point during this proceeding, she could whisper that fact to her attorney and end this out-of-left-field speculation suddenly enveloping the courtroom right now. I also find it hard to believe her attorney doesn't know she was convicted in that spa case. Anyway, the judge continues sifting through those New York spa court records, looking for conclusive proof that the Danielle Miller sitting before him is the same Danielle Miller convicted in 2019 of scamming that New York spa. Still waiting for something that has some identification other than a name. Gives an address in Pacific, California, 341 South Surfview Drive. That address is actually one of the places where Danielle lived in Los Angeles, according to a background check I ran on her. So again, Danielle knows she's the one they're talking about in those New York spa case records, and still she stays completely silent, looking straight ahead, pretending it's not her. So the judge continues searching through that thick stack of papers. Another document out of New York, it has the defendant's name, again, these five charges, and it only gives the name. There's no identifying information. Sarasota prosecutor Andrew Van Sickle, a buttoned-up, studious-looking guy, is perplexed and getting angry at the audacity of Danielle's attorney, Daryl Mitchell, to suddenly try and cast doubt on her previous well-documented convictions. This is the first challenge that we've had to this. I was doing all this work preliminarily just to make sure Mr. Mitchell was was comfortable with that. And if he had asked me for a certified conviction or something along those lines, you know, or challenged me in some way. We're getting off track. I'm trying to determine if there's evidence or sufficient evidence for these to be included on the score sheet. 
Uh, that's what we're discussing right now. Well, you mentioned you have an article where you're saying the defendant makes admissions to being convicted of these crimes? Yes, Judge. Okay, that's something I can consider. Where is that? It's filed with the court file. I filed a memorandum in regards to this case. Do you have it on you? Yeah, I do. Okay, let me please see that. So the prosecutor hands the judge a printout of that juicy New York Magazine article, headlined with a quote from Danielle Miller herself, which reads, I more so consider myself a con artist than anything, end quote. And by the way, the journalist who wrote that article is publicly watching the sentencing hearing live on Zoom right now. Both the judge and the prosecutor actually acknowledge her presence at the start of the hearing. Gabrielle Bluestone. She's the person who wrote the article. And still, Danielle's attorney is raising doubts about the crimes she publicly admits to in that article. To the crimes or to that one crime? That's what I'm trying to determine, Judge. The judge picks back up the stack of New York court records for the spa case and continues searching. I mean, here we have someone who pled to these crimes. It appears to me there's five counts on the indictment and with the grand jury with which he was charged with. And then there's paperwork for a plea for a Daniel Miller. Again, I've never seen it where there is, where it doesn't have a date of birth or social security. You could maybe call the U.S. state attorney. I have a phone number right here. I don't know if they're still at this desk, but- uh, Yeah, they are. You said they are? They are. Now, I've sat through dozens of sentencing hearings over the past four years, and I've never seen one like this. In the spur of the moment, during the sentencing hearing, Hey, this is Andrew from the office in Sarasota. How are you? The Sarasota prosecutor calls up that New York prosecutor in open court for all to hear. I just want to call you right back on this telephone Can number. Jump on this That's the judge, Judge Krug asking if the New York prosecutor can jump on a Zoom call in front of the whole court. And amazingly, she agrees. Well, uh, sounds like the New York prosecutor is going to join us and describe, see if it's the same Daniel Miller, and if so, what she's been convicted of, okay? Good morning, Your Honor. Good morning. What is your name? My name is Samantha Latrenta. I'm an assistant district attorney in Manhattan. My name is Judge Krug. K-R-U-G, I'm a circuit judge down in Sarasota, Florida, and I am in the midst of a sentencing hearing with someone that you may or may not be familiar with, and I'd like to ask you some questions to see if you might be able to provide some relevant testimony, okay? Yes, Your Honor, I understand. Okay, so now the jig is up, because this is the New York prosecutor who convicted Danielle Miller of scamming the Body Factory skincare spa and put her in jail at Rikers for it. Surely she'll be able to tell the judge we're all talking about the same Danielle Miller here, right? Wrong. My supervisor checked with our special litigation unit and I made an interagency request to my office to be able to answer any questions. Okay, before we get into all that, Ms. Latrenta. That's Sarasota prosecutor Andrew Van Sickle. We don't need anything actually to testify as far as like what happened during the circumstances of the case or anything like that. All we're trying to do is identify the person, Danielle Miller, as the person whom you convicted and that you know personally. 
from your experience as an assistant district attorney. You don't want anything else other than that because none of the court records actually have a social security number or date of birth on those items. That's all we're asking for. I understand that. I wouldn't be able to answer those questions without the interagency request, and I'm sorry that I didn't know that earlier. Oh my God, this is just insane. As the victim of a con artist who had to push and push and push to get my case heard and get my con artist convicted in court, I know full well how inefficient and circuitous the justice system is, but I've never seen nonsense like this. And by the looks on their faces, I don't think that Sarasota judge and prosecutor have either. Uh, Your Honor, anything else for me? No, apparently you can't do anything. Thanks. Thank you. Any more for you. So Danielle is still sitting there in court, watching all of this unfold and saying nothing. I imagine she's hoping the judge will never be able to confirm she's the same Danielle Miller convicted of scamming that New York spa, and certainly with the way things are going, her perennial it-wasn't-me defense seems to be working. Can you subscribe to the court of the circumstances in which you responded to the Chase Bank? So the prosecutor puts one of the lieutenants from the Sarasota County Sheriff's Office on the stand to explain to the judge how they caught Daniel Miller red-handed at Chase Bank. She was impersonating a victim named Erica Beers while trying to withdraw $8,000 in cash from her account. Did anything unusual occur while you were speaking to the branch manager? Yes, we went into uh, Mrs. Beers' account information. All of the phone numbers had shifted in the account. The primary had moved down and a cell number had moved up into the primary position. Now, just to be clear, during the time you were standing with the branch manager, a phone number that had been listed by the bank was one phone number. You asked him a question and then it switched to another phone number in the time that you were standing right there. Yes. The prosecutor then hands the lieutenant a printout of a text message the lieutenant sent to account holder Erica Beers' cell phone that day. You attempted to text Ms. Beers, why? Because we were not able to get her back on the phone. Object to this line of questioning. I don't understand how this is relevant. Oh, let me tell you how it's relevant. If you recall from the previous episode, where that Sarasota County Sheriff's detective finds evidence that Danielle Miller performed a SIM swap on account holder Erica Beers' cell phone, so that when the bank is calling who they think is Erica Beers to confirm her $8,000 withdrawal from her account, Danielle's phone rings instead. So she answers and, of course, approves the transaction. And later, a text message is sent to that same phone number for account holder Erica Beers by the Sarasota Sheriff's Lieutenant on the stand right now. But that text message is actually received by Danielle's cell phone. And her attorney is now trying really hard to cast doubt on the whole kit and caboodle. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, the Apollo Jim murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. But you didn't know if it was my client that was involved in that. You didn't know that at that time, correct? Keep in mind, we're at a sentencing hearing. Danielle already pled no contest to a third-degree fraudulent use of personal ID felony charge, so she's already been convicted. And yet, her attorney is acting like it's a trial, with an as-yet-to-be-determined verdict, by incredulously asking the lieutenant how he knows that it was actually his client 
Danielle Miller pulling off this elaborate SIM swapping scam. I knew she was the person attempting to withdraw the money. How did you know that? The deputies had stopped them as they left the drive-thru after the banker called them. Where did they stop them? In the parking lot. They were, like, parked outside the bank in the parking And later on in the hearing, when the Sarasota County Sheriff's Detective, Carlos Verdoni, takes the stand. In my career, I've investigated, assisted with, consulted on over a thousand cases. He tries to explain to the judge how Danielle executed her SIM swap on the cell phone of account holder Erica Beers. So once she traveled to Sarasota, she went to an AT&T store and bought a phone, a burner phone, or she transferred Ms. Beer's phone into that phone. I don't object to that. That's speculation. That's still not a fact. That's still speculation. It's actually not speculation at all. It's a fact. But Danielle Miller's defense attorney is an objection machine, turning what should be a 30-minute sentencing hearing into a protracted, trial-like spectacle calling into question nearly every fact of the case that his client already pled no contest to. Well, I will object because that has nothing to do with my client. It's not relevant to Daniel Miller, so we can't attribute that to my client. A rule that will be admitted. The Sarasota Sheriff's Detective tries really hard to explain to the judge Daniel Miller's technologically sophisticated and convoluted scam as clearly as possible. I mean, it looks like a simple identity theft, and it's not. It's actually more elaborate than that. Based on the text messages on the phone, I can determine that Ms. Miller and another female by the name of Sierra Blass decided to travel to Florida during the pandemic because it was an open state, so they can go travel from bank to bank and conduct the crime. They traveled to Miami specifically, rented a condo there, and while there, they went onto an application for communication purposes and started purchasing bank profile, addresses, phone numbers, vehicles. And the judge asks, Where did you get this information from? All from her phone, sir. So you confiscated Ms. Miller's phone? Yes, sir. We did a search warrant on the phone once we had it in position. Search warrant, and then you extracted data from the phone? Correct. We did a phone dump. Okay, you can continue. Via the text messages, we could tell that she purchased all these different information to include even credit reports. And in this particular case with Miss Beers, who was the actual victim, she then purchased from a gentleman in New York a passport card, which is the identification card that she used on the day of crime. So to conduct the fraud, she decided to travel to Sarasota. Objection, Judge. This is all Danielle's attorney's objections seem to be wearing thin on the judge. At one point, when the Sarasota Sheriff's Detective is describing all the cell phones he confiscated from Danielle Miller and from that rented Jaguar she was driving, and the fact that some of those phones contain evidence that Danielle herself was communicating with other scammers, her attorney interrupts. Object, which phone is that? The witness is testifying to one of the six phones unique from the others that he believes and testifying is your client's phone based on the search warrant and the selfies and the communications and the conversations he's identified as your client's phone. But it's relevant for sentencing. As the hearing continues, it quickly reaches a point where the judge has heard just about all the objections he can stomach from that defense attorney, and he pushes the pause button. 
Me and the attorneys in prison. So I'm watching this whole sentencing hearing live on Zoom from Los Angeles. I see both attorneys walk up to the judge's bench, and I know I'm not supposed to be able to hear what the judge is telling them because he mutes the microphone for the courtroom so they can't hear. But I think he forgot to mute the microphone on the Zoom because I'm hearing everything. Long story short, the judge is really annoyed. He asks Daniel Miller's defense attorney if he's aware this is a sentencing hearing and not a trial, and asks if he's received discovery, which are all the case files and evidence against Danielle Miller, because her attorney is acting like he hasn't received discovery, by objecting to every fact of the case as if it's coming to light for the first time. The prosecutor assures the judge he gave Daniel Miller's attorney discovery, and her attorney admits, yes, that's true, he has seen discovery. So the judge asks, why all the objections? Why are you acting like you haven't seen any of this evidence before? And her attorney says he hasn't physically seen any of the actual cell phones for himself, so he's not sure they belong to his client, Danielle Miller. So the judge asked the prosecutor, moving forward to be very clear about which of the confiscated cell phones are being talked about, Daniel Miller's or another one found in the car she was driving with her accomplice, Sierra Blass. And the sentencing hearing resumes. But the prosecutor is getting understandably frustrated. I just want to state from here on out, we're not going to be talking about any more burner phones, nothing else. Daniel Miller's phone. Okay. Okay. As far as that is concerned, was there a purchase on Daniel Miller's phone of Erica Beer's information? There is, yes, there's a purchase of information, yes. Okay, on um, what app was this done on? Telegram. What is Telegram? Telegram is a communications app that's worldwide, available to anyone. Where mostly criminals like to go to. I'm objecting to that, that line. The prosecutor at this point has reached his limit, and this sentencing hearing suddenly goes in a whole other direction. You know what, Judge? Given the nature of his objections, the state is actually going to uh, ask that this sentencing be continued. And what we'll do is we'll actually bring the actual phone in, the actual conversations, and everything that's attributable to Ms. Miller exactly so that there is absolutely 100% no question whatsoever as to what the actual conversation was, how we knew it was her phone, and everything else. This was supposed to be a sentencing in which the state is allowed to use hearsay, the state is allowed to give the court an overview of the crime in itself, and tell you why it's a sophisticated crime, unlike little Billy just stealing his mom's credit card and using it for crack. That's what the purpose of today was. But if he's gonna stand there and object all the time to this, knowing that he already had the evidence, then we'll just bring in the evidence, do it that way. The state's seeking a continuance of the sentencing until next week. Any objection to that? No objection, Judge. I'm wide open next week, how about Monday? Judge, my, my client lives in New York. Maybe next Friday, maybe? No, it's going to be, uh, you're going to have to stay here. So uh, I'm going to set this for Tuesday, okay? So check your calendars for Tuesday. Ms. Miller, you must be here on Tuesday as well. Do you understand? Today is Friday, so Danielle Miller has to spend the whole weekend in her Sarasota hotel room 
it's a Ritz-Carlton, so she should be fine. But while Daniel Miller's own mother might have hung her out to dry, Mother Nature is apparently coming to her rescue. It's going to be a major hurricane approaching our coast. The center is 230 miles south of Sarasota. Hurricane Ian seems to be helping Daniel Miller at this point. Yeah, that's for sure. Next time on Queen of the Con. The questions still remain. Is it honest advertising? Was it revenge to a degree? I think whoever posted showed some kind of anger or frustration with the life she's living. Danielle's New York living situation makes national headlines, and she ups her scamming game to a whole new level. I think I was paying her like $1,000 a month. It kind of like felt like she was never really moving in. There was always boxes everywhere. She was never really unpacking any of her stuff. If you're enjoying Queen of the Con, click share and send it to your friends and family. Also, leave us a five-star review. Reviews increase the odds that other listeners like you will find us. Queen of the Con, The Rich Girl, is a production of AYR Media and iHeart Media. Hosted by me, Jonathan Walton. Executive producers, Jonathan Walton for Jonathan Walton Productions and Elisa Rosen for AYR Media. Executive producer, Paulina Williams. Written by Jonathan Walton. Consulting producer, Evan Goldstein, segment producer, Kathy Abraham, senior associate producer, Jill Pashesnik, coordinator, George Fahm, sound design by Tim Mulhern, edited and mixed by Tim Mulhern, supervising editor, Victoria Chang, audio engineer, Justin Longerbeam, studio engineer, Matteo Berrigan, mastered by Victoria Chang. Legal counsel for AYR Media, Gianni Douglas. Executive producer for iHeartMedia, Maya Howard. Court records, police records, the Department of Justice, Homeland Security, victim interviews, interviews with investigators, the New York Post, New York Magazine, and Spotify's Forbidden Fruits were the sources used for this season of Queen of the Con. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. 
Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.